Hello and welcome to On and Off the Pitch. I hope you're well. We're going to take a look back at the uh, last round of FA Cup uh, fixture results and uh, a little recap of the game that I attended, which was uh, Crystal Palace at home to Blackburn Rovers women. A really, really interesting game. Um, obviously, I say obviously, it wasn't obvious. It could have been obvious for Palace fans that they were going to win this game. And they probably felt that at the very beginning or before kickoff. But the first 45 minutes was far from obvious for a Palace victory. Um, they did win in the end and it seemed comprehensive in terms of scoreline. You would say that overall, in hindsight, that their quality and their squad depth um, was the, the key factor for them. They had uh, a number of individuals on, on the bench um, Dennis was was one of them in particular who I thought was absolutely outstanding when they came off uh, the bench uh, to a great impact in the second half. But in terms of the, the first half, I would say that um, Crystal Palace were really, really below par, I'd say, in the first half. They, they did their best, but they tried to, to move things around. But I would say they were below par. Blackburn really played well. Blackburn set their stall out to try and keep Palace's probably, I'm not saying most talented player, but a very vital and pivotal player in terms of their success. Uh, Blanchard, really, really quiet. Uh, so, you know, Tolland in the midfield for Blackburn literally matched her uh, stride for stride uh, so that she didn't get any kind of leeway during the game. And um, they had their little kind of tussle, their little shoulder barge and a little hands-off at one point when... Uh, the attention that Blanchard was receiving was a little bit too much, but um, all in all, um, uh, you know, good-natured competition between both sides. But for Crystal Palace, they had, I, I thought Sibley did pretty well in the first half. I mean, She's coming back after a long-term injury. Good to see her getting some minutes on the pitch. And from Blackburn's point of view, and I, before kickoff, I kind of noticed that... Uh, the two centre-backs, Seed and uh, Richards, were on the bench. And I, I regard them as probably the best centre-back pairing in the in the Barclays Women's Championship. And I think they do well in, in any team, especially in the top five. But, you know, that's my, my bias uh, shining through. So I was really interested to see how um, Silcock and Cohen were going to do as centre-back pairings against uh, an established and... Um, well-drilled and experienced front line, an attacking front line that Crystal Palace had to offer. And I have to say, Silcock and Cohen, absolutely bloody mustard. Despite the scoreline, you know, I would say that they had a really, really good game and Blackburn have a really good setup there. And if they can bring through um, new, new players uh, such as Silcock and, and Cohen at centre-back, and it means that they have, you know, good a good, apart from a good recruitment, but a good set of players that are coming through and um, and it's good for the league to see um, overall, really. I think it's really, really interesting. So I, I was quite surprised to see, as I say, Richards and Seed on the bench. And uh, you, when you're looking at the, the subs bench on both teams, you could see that Crystal Palace had, you know, they really did have the numbers uh, and the quality to, to, to change the game. But up until pivotal goals, I would say, uh, Blackburn really did play some outstanding
outstanding football, really did play some outstanding football in the first half. Some great chances, some great, you know, one-touch football in and around the Palace box. Palace really found it difficult to, to contend with that in the first half. And if only Blackburn's fortune had been their way or they had the composure in those key moments and they and they were able to find their way past a really good a good palace keeper who was in good form um it it would have been a very different story and, and crystal palace probably would have been licking their wounds and blackburn going on to the next round but it's not that it's very much not that in terms of league position and we'll talk about league position a little bit later i think in terms of fixtures that are coming up and back in the league returns this weekend um it, you would expect Palace to go through, but based on league position alone. But the cup in itself is a is a really strange thing, and it does throw up the odd anomaly. The odd anomaly. Um, what was noticeable in terms of uh, both teams? It seemed like in the first fifteen minutes there was a, a centre back for each team that decided to bring the ball out um, and and kind of break up the the the, the midfield play try and, you know, stretch out um, the the defence in terms of the, the team that are going up against. And um, Nolan, uh, at one point, came out with the ball, looked really good, confident. You know, at that point, Blackburn were having the bulk of the play and um, she, she kind of unsettled the Blackburn players at that point because they weren't sure how to track the run because she'd come from deep, obviously. And it was the final ball that wasn't really you know, really wasn't really good enough. Uh, on the other side, Silcott showed that she could do the same, really good on the ball, coming out really composed on the ball, didn't didn't get flusters at all when faced with anyone coming her way. Really good, um, really good composed uh, player on the ball. And again, final ball going forward, if, if only the final ball had been and maybe a fraction quicker or a couple of seconds sooner, you know, they may have added to their their goals in in the game in itself. But the goals, uh, all in the second half, uh, Meg Hornby, uh, 57th minute, was a good goal, really good build-up as well. But in terms of the, the sequence of events, there's a spin, there's a loop, there's that slow motion kind of waiting for the ball to go across the line. Will it, won't it? Uh, and it does happen. But from um, Crystal Palace, um, they do respond. And they respond after Blackburn get a penalty, which was clear-cut, clear-cut penalty. Um, the keeper just couldn't get to the ball quick enough. Blackburn really good going forward. I believe it was Walters. Uh, I believe it was, I think it was Walters. Walters who was fouled um, going forward on the ball. And um, yes, uh, Hornby steps up to take the penalty and it's it's either a good save or a poor a poor strike and I'm going to give it to it's harsh to say it's, it's a poor strike but it is a kind of poor strike but also it's a good save and um, you know games are, are made up of those moments when the momentum is one way and I think then Blackburn is going to look back at it I think if we'd have scored that second goal Palace were not going to come back but they they really got the sense that they weren't out of it at that point. And then they go and get a goal from them for themselves. Um, Nolan gets on the score sheet. And then three minutes later, Hughes is on the score sheet. The mood has changed. You know, obviously Blackburn are playing away. They don't have the numbers in the stands and they don't have the squad depth on the bench. And you could see that there was a, a slight difference. 
you know, in terms of um, the substitutes being made, Richards comes on and goes into defence. Um, very, very different in terms of if you're chasing the game, you want goals. Blackburn have got a goal difference issue in the league. And, um, you know, for Crystal Palace, they can bring on talented and 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 devastating, I've got to say, devastating um, young player um, who, who is um, Araya Dennis, who's just, you know, phenomenal on the ball, direct and absolute menace. I'm not going to say Dennis the menace, but it is a menace. The right back for uh, Blackburn um, up until that point seemed to have a decent game against Sibley. Uh, but when one Dennis arrived, they didn't have a clue in terms of where they should be positionally. They tried to get tight. They let her run on the outside when she had too much pace. And really, if you're facing someone with pace, you want to push them on the inside, really, so that you can double up. So no one was really coming over to help her out with that. Um, and then even when Dennis went short for the ball, she couldn't get her body position right. She came inside, which allowed Dennis to roll her. And when she went on the outside, it was, you know, just you, you, watching an attacking player come on from the suspension have such a devastating impact. It was great from Palace point of view, but from a black from a Blackburn Rovers point of view, you know, they will be really they won't be happy with their defending from that point of view in terms of how that happens and how they didn't react quick enough to provide the support to the defender on that side of the flank and who their left back who just just had a had a had a torrid time. The last say twenty minutes or so, twenty five minutes or so is just ooh, scary indeed. Um, so Crystal Palace they go through or went through because the game has gone obviously, and uh, Blackburn will have to kind of go again. Another Blackburn are in, in action this weekend, and I believe they're they're uh, in in the Championship. They're away again. They've got another away game, and it could be. And I'm going to check right now. I think that they're at Charlton. Uh, it's a midday kickoff, which will be a really good game. Blackburn are playing some good football. I mean, regardless of the result in the FA Cup, they're playing some good football. They've got a good setup there. The manager has done a, a great job uh, with um, dealing with the changes. You know, obviously Saffron Jordan isn't there. He usually scores the odd banger of a goal, the whiz bang, uh, throughout the season. So they're 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 missing that kind of striker. Um, but they do have really good players in their team that I think are going to do, do really, really well. Um, what I will say is that um, uh, uh, Chandarana, is it Chandarana? I hope I got that right. I pray I have. Um, I thought it was really good in midfield for Blackburn. Um, yeah, really good. Hornby was good, you know, the, apart from the, the penalty miss, I would say really hard to say anything other than a, a good game. I think Blackburn are okay. They're okay. They're not going to be relegated, but they they do have um, an issue in terms of of when they get those opportunities. They've got to take them. They've got to take them in the league. It's going to be it's going to be costly um, for them if they don't. Um, like I say, but they won't be relegated. But they do want points on the board. So in terms of of the FA Cup, uh, it was a really good game. It's my first time at the VBS Community Stadium. Uh, over in uh, Sutton for Crystal Palace. So not bad. I know that the players were desperate to play on grass this season after playing their home games last year on a four, I think it was 4G pitch. So for them, there's this consistency, especially when they, they go away and they play teams who have a grass pitch. So it's nice. And I think 
you know, if you want to to succeed, and I think if you're training on grass all week, it does make sense to play your games on a on a grass pitch on on Sunday when the fixtures are. So that's good for them. Um, so yeah, that was I, I say I said a very very good game. Uh, at halftime, I had a quick conversation, which is you know always interesting. One of the um, gentlemen who was sat behind me watching the game and they were really interested in terms of what what the prices were uh, going forward um what would it what was what was it like and and it was it was it was quite interesting to know that it, he he wasn't happy that he paid 19 pounds uh, to get in to watch um this game and I think he'd mentioned that he'd gone to watch uh, the 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 men's team because the women play at uh, Sutton United's ground and had gone to watch a game there and um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, and he paid roughly about that to stand to watch a men's game, and he was a bit miffed at you know to pay that amount to watch a women's game. And so I put out a little question as to you know what what was um, the general price? What was the general price for for tickets in the FA? I had quite a selection of of um, quite a selection of uh, prices really, and I just need to double check this actually before I kind of whittle on because I'm sure. I am sure that the the prices were. Let's say Bristol City. They had um, five pound for adults in in the, their game and three pound fifty for under eighteens. So that was interesting. Um, you know, uh, Eagle Eye View. How you doing? Um, did say that the Crystal Palace game they had their tickets on on sale at thirteen pounds in advance. Um, which is that Wolves, the Wolves Women's Podcast reached back and said uh, that £10 for adults um, versus, um, is it Reading versus Wolves? thought that was a decent price, actually. Uh, Craig, how are you doing, Craig? Um, great since 68, I think. Boom. Uh, £5 to watch uh, at Burnley on that day. Uh, I think, again, yeah, it's quite quite a few. Uh, London City Lionesses, they had £4 when they had their game against Moneyfield. They were at home. Um, Sunderland, £10. So it was a range, a range of um, prices, and um, which is interesting, you know, because the, the comment is that if you don't actually pay the money, the game won't grow. If you don't give, you know, due respect in a way and, and due consideration to women football players, and they are put, they are football players and you just pay the price that said, this is what the price is. There's always going to be a bit of a quibble and people kind of go, oh, but I'd paid this for that and a comparison. Um, so there's that. What What's difficult, I think, for some fans is that there's the discrepancy between what one team or one set of fans have to pay, you know, going to one particular ground as opposed to another. And, you know, this whole thing about legacy, which, you know, will get me onto uh, not a mega rant, but a mini, mini rant about the FA, who aren't covered in glory at the moment in terms of financial fair play with particular teams in the Premier League. You do wonder what the FA are doing, but there you go. And if there couldn't be some kind of directive or some incentive that, you know, when it comes to the FA Cup, uh, teams, you know, can or are obliged to kind of work together and either set an agreed price or entry fee for supporters, you know, who are travelling across whatever part of London or across the UK to watch a game at, at a very difficult time 
you know if all games kicked off at the same time you might have the idea but there were different times and I think the um, the Crystal Palace Blackburn game was probably one of the earlier kick um, kickoff times and they probably charged the most so it is it is an interesting um kind of topic and conversation to have but you you're also left with the um, the reality that the game needs to grow and if you don't charge a decent price to go and watch women's football, then either no one's going to take it seriously, especially the FA, because they're not taking it seriously. That's my point of view. Um, then it won't grow in the way it will grow. And the fans that are dedicated to watching women's football will make that sacrifice and say, you know what, I want to watch a game of football today. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching Palace Blackburn. It was a really good game of football. Honestly, some some great bits of skill on 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 show with some players, and um, when you can see young players that have got great talent, and you can see goal scorers, and you can see all of the skills, and like with anything, you see there are moments within football that you kind of get interested in, and you just think, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really difficult afternoon for one team, and it doesn't turn out to be, and you know the scoreline does, but in terms of what happens uh, in the game. You think, oh, there are individual baton battles. Uh, Toland, I thought, was great. The Toland and Blanchard battle. I mean, Toland must have been given a brief. And I'll go back to this to say, don't let get, don't let Blanchard say her. Don't let Annabelle Blanchard do anything on the ball. And she followed her all over. I think she probably would have followed her onto the bus at the end of the game. That's how close she was following her. She was everywhere. I think she, the only time she didn't follow her, I think when Blanchard got subbed off, she didn't go with her as well. But that could have happened. Um so there is structure in football, and you and and for those that like football, you can appreciate that when a, a, an opposing team understands who the most dangerous player on that team is, they will put in a special play and say, "We need to stop this player from getting on the ball." Whatever happens, whoever's nearer, we need to stop that. And I think Blackburn, for their worth, and this is the bit about liking football as a neutral. If you are able to appreciate that in football, that you know this team. Have had to take special consideration for another team's special player, then you can appreciate those moments. You can appreciate the defending. You can appreciate across a save, anything, you know, and and you go from there. And then part of that just makes up the game. And if you're prepared to pay the price of whatever it is to go in and watch a game, you go and watch it. But I do believe more than I say, I I would I would like really the FA to be a little bit more. I don't know, hands-on and more, I don't know. Do you know what I say, I'm saying? I don't know. I, I think my my kind of like, I don't know, is pretty much what I'm getting from the FA. I think I'm mirroring what they're doing. They're kind of like, I don't know. And that's what I'm, I'm offering back to to them. I said, I kind of, I don't know. So the clubs are doing their own thing and they're doing their best and they're trying. They're trying their best to drive the game. Um, so if anyone starts talking about legacy from the Lionesses games and, more and more people are going to watch and play. I think really and truthfully, there is that, but there is the nuts and bolts of football where there isn't the glitz and the glory and there are people that actually just like to go and watch football at, at whatever level, where they can, how they can, as long as the entry fee is decent and fair and advertise well in advance. Boom. Have that in your sandwich. Um, so there's that. So in terms of um, that game, that's a very good game. In terms of the rest of the results, I'll, I'll go over some of them. There are quite a few, actually, that, that happened. And, the, you know, obviously, you say, obviously, the big teams would have been expected to go through 
except one. There's one big team that I didn't see. I mean, Aston Villa, I mean, they started 2024 they end, the way they ended 2023. Not very well. They go out of the cup losing by three goals to nil at home against Everton. Uh, Manchester United, Newcastle, Manchester, you know, they score five and they go through. Man City go through beating Durham 4-0. Arsenal go through beating Watford 5-1. Good for Watford that they got the one because they're not in a great place at, mo at the moment in the um, Barclays Championship. But um, hopefully their season in, in that will change uh, this weekend. Excuse me. Um, some some great games. Blackburn, you know, um, Blackburn, where are they? Blackburn, uh, yes, mentioned them. Blackburn losing by three goals to one. Brighton, six goals against Luton Town. Some good. Birmingham, 3-1 away. Great for Birmingham. Wolverhampton Wanderers, the giant killers. The giant killers. Um, Reading, Reading in a bad way. And so much is happening with them behind the scenes and the men and the women's. Oh, what's happening there? Who knows? Uh, so Wolverhampton, one of the teams that you probably will, would like to see in the, in the Barclays Women's Championship going forward. It would be great to actually see them there. And that would be, oh, it would be oh so fine. Oh, so fine if we did see that happening. Um, so enough of that. So we'll move away from the FA Cup and the results and the game that I went to. And we'll just talk about um, the games that are coming up in terms of the championship primarily and uh, what that means for, for some of the teams going forward and uh, goals, we need goals um, boom uh, so the fixtures this weekend which are going to be interesting, Lewis uh, versus Durham, uh, Charlton as I've mentioned um, playing Blackburn Rovers, uh, Reading at home versus Birmingham and this doesn't look good for Reading even just, just looking on the screen or printing it out or writing it on a post-it note, saying Reading versus Birmingham City just doesn't look good. Just doesn't. Uh, London City Lionesses, who will be buoyed by their winner, playing Crystal Palace at home. Yes, I'd say good luck to London City Lionesses. They might do it, but Crystal Palace are in good form. Uh, Southampton, Watford. Good luck, Watford. Sunderland, Sheffield United. Ooh, what's going to happen? I think Sunderland might have this. Really interesting, really interesting fixtures there. Really interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that goes out. So in terms of the league, Birmingham at top, Charlton second, Sunderland third, Crystal Palace fourth, Southampton fifth. Um, two teams on 23 points, one team third on 22, and the other two on 21. It's anyone taken anyone that wins and those that lose it will move people up and around say people those teams around in terms of league positions it's going to be very very interesting going forward uh so i'm looking forward to this round of games that have returned because i've been eager to to watch some championship football again and some of the wsl of course i do like i still like the wsl but i do like the championship Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to say one more thing before we go, and it's about the the awards that keep going to the 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 the, the man that's known as Messi. I'm bored. Bored, 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 bored. Awards for nothing. Bored. That's it. Anyway, uh, that's the round. I'm bored. I'm bored of talking about him. I'm bored. So bored.
you know, honestly. That's it this week. <laughs> a little bit of roundup uh, for the women's football, Barclays, women's championship returns, WSL returns, the Premier League, carry on Premier League. Oh my God, almost, how can I leave without saying something about financial fair play? And the teams like Forest and Everton. And this is, I'm, I almost forgot, how can I forget? Apologies. Um, the FA, what the bloody hell are they doing? Are they not responsible? I know I was going to say all about the Premier League. This is the problem in football. And I know that Everton and, and Nottingham Forest have been hit with um, deductions in terms of points about their their loss of earnings and they haven't they've they've made losses. Can you believe it? You've been penalised for losing money only in this country, and this is because of salaries and this is because of revenue and everything else that's coming in. So much of the Premier League probably aren't operating in the right way but no one's talking about it the, the amount of money that football players have been paid the agents have been paid all of it you know there has to be somewhere along the line that someone is doing some really serious accounting to make things look okay it's because uh, it there is no way on earth that teams like Nottingham Forest and Everton okay they're not haven't won anything for many many years and people say oh you know they don't they don't bring in enough revenue in terms of sponsorship and things like just imagine if no club brought in sponsorship and they weren't attached to you know some you know DVD player deal or some football deal or whatever and they just had the standard like oh yeah you're sponsored by the shirt or you know some paint company like Dulux or you know you're sponsored by you know building firm blogs are us instead of these mega money deals all of these clubs wouldn't even be fit for purpose financially none of them it's ridiculous so i don't know how it's just those two clubs and because they have been sanctioned first when there is one club in manchester who everyone keeps talking about they haven't done the right thing because of their owners and they've I mean, let, let's not just look at that club. Every club, every club in the Premier League, the amount of money that people say footballers are valued at, where is that money coming from? I don't, if, and if it's not coming from football and it's just coming from sponsorship and people are moving things around, then who's fit, who's fit for purpose? Who? Football at one point was a very simple game. You found a team, you followed the team, you supported that team. They would win or they would lose. They would draw. You would be upset about it and then you'd move on. Now it's very, very different. And maybe that's a really simplistic view. Maybe you say, oh, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. But the world can be very simple. The game in itself is a beautiful game because it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a sim it's pass and move. Very simple. So I don't know how a game that can be deemed as beautiful can have so many regulation layers, stipulations, financial, that lead to clubs being penalised where they can be relegated and which could literally see their season explode and just burn in cinders. It's, it's, it's a real, real shame. I've no idea how it came to this, but it's this is where we are. Anyway, Premier League tick, WSL tick, Championship tick, done. Right, I'm Rodney Cyrus. This is On and Off the Pitch. And until next time, Laters.